another more general tip is to actually work on specific goals like improving a relationship or you know forgetting about in a case of infidelity stopping being jealous in a relationship but doing it with while keeping a very general goal in mind so whatever we focus on with a client just remember to make sure they're happy focus on helping them feel less stress and just be happy just be happier in life in general like it's, that's a general goal so the first one is to make sure the client feels better after every session and help them feel less stressed out and happier in general are an inspiring group of people. Every one of them from the larger-than-life comic book heroes you see on the big silver screen, the everyday heroes that let us live the privileged lives we do. Every hero has a story to tell, from the doctor saving lives at your local hospital, to the war veteran down the street who risked his life for our freedom, to the police officers and the firefighters who risk their safety to ensure ours. Every hero is special and every story worth telling. But there is one class of heroes that I think is often ignored. The entrepreneur, the creator, the producer, the ones who look at the problems in this world and think to themselves, you know what, I can fix that. I can help people. I can make a difference. Then they go out and do exactly that by creating a new product or introducing a new service. Some go on to change the world. Others make a world of difference to their customers. Welcome to The Hero Show. Join us as we pull back the masks on the world's finest heropreneurs and learn the secrets to their powers, their success, and their influence so you can use those secrets to attract more sales, make more money, and experience more freedom in your business. I'm your host, Richard Matthews, and we are on in three, two, one. Hello and welcome back to The Hero Show. My name is Richard Matthews and I am live on the uh, line today with Roman Mironov. Um, Roman, are you there? I am. Hello, hello Richard. Thanks for having me. <laughs> awesome. So glad to have you here. Where are you joining us today? Um, where are you coming in from? Toronto, Canada. Toronto, Canada. One of my best friends lives up in uh, Toronto, Canada. She's, uh, she does a lot of, uh, we do a lot of work together on a lot of uh, clients. So anyways, it's uh, one of the places I'm looking forward to visiting for those of you who are following along with our travels. We are still hunkering down in Florida for, you know, our coronavirus situation. We were supposed to be going up the East Coast and hopefully hitting Toronto this winter, but that's probably not going to happen. So <laughs> I'll have to come visit Toronto some other time. Um, Anyways, uh, what I want to do real quick is introduce you so our guests who don't, or our listeners who don't know who you are can get an idea, and then we'll um, dive into your story. So, uh, Roman is a and he helps clients create awesome and very enviable relationships. Business in 2005, within half a year of getting your MA degree. Uh, um, and anyways, you are currently, you do relationship coaching, is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. So... For our listeners, why don't you start off with what it is that you're known for, right? So what is it that you actually do for people, how you help them, who your like ideal clients are? Um, just tell us a little bit about what your business is like now, and then we'll get into your story. Mm -hmm. Okay. My ideal clients are committed people who want to see changes in their relationships, changes for good. And those are people who have been struggling with their relationships, and they, they've come to a realization that they no longer know how to how to proceed, how to make the improvements. Uh, like business relationships, or do you have a specific subset of relationships that you work on, or is it just a general any type of relationship in your life? You see, I've, I focus on romantic relationships mostly, 
But you know, when a client comes to me originally with their request and with regard to their relationship, we oftentimes discover a lot of other areas that I can help them with. And this could also spill over into business relationship or even health, things like that. Makes a lot of sense. Um, so what I want to get into then is your origin story, right? We talk on this show all the time. Every um, good comic book hero has an origin story. It's the thing that made them into the hero they are today. We want to hear that story, right? Were you born a hero? Were you bit by a radioactive spider that turned you into a relationship coach, right? Um, or did you uh, just start into a job and eventually move into becoming an entrepreneur? I basically want to find out how you got into the business of relationship coaching. How did that start for you? I used to be a translator. I actually did that for 14 years and um, I, I wasn't in a very, very different area. I mean, compared to coaching. So, and at uh, around 2014, I went through a painful divorce. So I, I was, I was terrible with my wife. I, I mean, I, I was, I was a gentleman, but I did not, I did not really know how to be a man in the relationship. So I treated her as a man, like a, a, lo a logical man and it never worked. So we got a divorce and that was quite painful because I actually thought that I, I would, this, she was the one, she was the person that, that I was supposed to live with my entire life. And that's what, that's one thing that makes it possible for me to relate to people because when they come to me as clients, I can, I know how they feel because they feel so much pain, right? And what I did after my divorce, I actually went through a few years of a lot of struggle. I had to, because I didn't know anything about women, I had to put myself out there and, you know, learn and more, more importantly, actually practice everything that I learned. So I was going out a lot, approaching women a lot, doing a lot of dating, doing a lot of relationships. And then I realized that now I have so much, well, not so much, but I have quite a, quite a lot of knowledge in this area. And I can also share this with people. So these two things, they basically came together and that's how I ended up being a coach. <laughs> Awesome. So, so it was uh, sort of a, uh, you know, one of those transformational moments where you go through something painful in your life and it puts you on a new journey to actually start getting into this. Um, when, so how did that transition happen into like realizing that you were doing this and doing a good job at it in your life to other people helping other people? Was it something like, were, were people asking you for, um, for help? And then you sort of like fell into that or was it something like, Hey, you came to realization that, yeah, you know, I actually really good at this. Maybe I should offer people help. Um, so where, how, how did that sort of happen for you? Hmm, that's a great question. I've seen results in my life. That's one thing. And uh, I, I was getting better at my relationships and I thought that I could share what I learned with other people and that would help them as well. Because especially because I saw them struggle a lot. That was one mm -hmm. thing. And the other thing is what I, yeah, actually I felt them, how they struggled. I felt their pain and I wanted to help them stop that pain because actually stopping the pain is easy. The most important part, the mo what's difficult is making a decision to do something about the pain. That's it. That's what I realized. And yeah, it was 
and was an important. And that's how you got into the uh, <laughs> got into the coaching aspect of it. Okay, so my next question for you then is: In your life and your business, what would you say your superpower is that really allows you to help your clients, you know, have enviable relationships? Okay, just um, the first thing that I need to say that is that I, I do my best to be humble. So I I wouldn't say that I have like a particular superpower, but like thinking from that perspective, I would say that I am I am able to relate to people in in a way that opens them up and creates a connection between us. So I I feel that I I've become more empathetic over the years and this is good for for me as a coach because it helps me really to go go with the client understand them and offer offer them help that makes sense <clears throat> um, from their perspective not necessarily selling my own way of thinking not necessarily f going into the coaching to fix them yeah so empathy is uh it's actually something i found is is a um i had several guests that the superpower they have is empathy and it's interesting that most of them are in the coaching space of some form or fashion and uh when you get into the space where you're coaching other people and helping them get results whether that's in relationships or you know investing in real estate or other things whenever you're coaching someone in order to get them to change their actions and get better results you have to be able to empathize with them right and be able to find you know basically you have to put your advice as if you were coming from their perspective right because right. um, if you come you come down and be like hey the way you're doing it's dumb and stupid you should do it my way <laughs> um, you won't get anywhere right so you have to you have to have that empathy superpower where you can get in to into their head into their shoes into their their spirit so to speak and speak to them and coach them and help them the way that they need it um, so I, it's absolutely, it's a superpower. Um, and, uh, you know, one of my best friends, I think has got his, his superpower is empathy. And it's crazy to me that, that you, you can actually get in and see and understand the way other people see and understand the world and then give them advice that they understand because of it. That's right. That's right. And I, I've been working on this for a long time and I want to, I, I'm really looking forward to deepening this in me as I meditate more, as I connect with, you know, I grow spiritually more. I do hope that I will develop the superpower even further. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So the flip side, of course, of the superpower is the fatal flaw, right? Every super, um, Superman has his kryptonite. Every Wonder Woman can't remove her bracelets of victory without going mad. You probably have a flaw that's held you back in your business, right? Something you've struggled with. Maybe it's perfectionism, which is something I struggled with, keeps you from shipping um, or a lack of self-care that means you know you let your uh, clients walk all over you um, you know or maybe it's something like being a visionary but lacking the discipline to implement also something i struggled with but you know more important than what the flaw is is i think how have you worked on it in your business so our listeners might be able to learn something from your experience with that right right for me it's always been workaholism because it's, it's always been easy for me to focus on one thing and then, you know, put all effort into it. And with time, I realized that this doesn't work because for one, it, it really keeps me stressed out all the time. I can't relax because the thing that I'm focusing on, like, you know, 
doing a specific marketing channel. So if mm -hmm. I focus on it 100%, I keep thinking about it, even outside of my work. And then when the evening comes, it's, it's almost impossible for me to relax. So what I did, one thing that really helped me was taking the time every day, setting the time apart to relax and to do something that I love. For me, it's listening to audiobooks. So I make sure that every evening, no matter what, I sit down and I listen to an audiobook or I take a bike ride so that I, as a like type A personality, I need to have that time strategically set aside. Uh, absolutely. Actually, uh, I find that in my own life as well. One of the, um, we talk about that regularly on the show. I call it um, giving yourself permission to play. Right. And in business and in life, particularly, we, we as a people, for whatever reason, we seem to think that that recreation and play is a prerequisite or is a, um, is a reward for work well done. Right. If you've done enough hard work, you earn the right to go out and play and relax and do those things. Um, and what I've found is that play and recreation is actually a prerequisite for doing good work. Right. If you don't actually relax and you don't take care of yourself and you don't let, you know, let your body do what it needs to do, right? Um, then you don't actually do good work. You don't have that creativity and the stuff to come to your work, you know, well. So anyways, I talk all the time about, you know, giving yourself permission to play. And in your, <laughs> in your instance, you know, it's listening to audiobooks, going for bike rides. For me, it's always hanging out with my kids and going hiking and, you know, that kind of stuff. So. Right, right, right. And this is especially important for creative people because I do believe that they, they need, uh, they need to tap this, creativity in them and if they don't let themselves relax or play they just you know stifle that creativity absolutely so um i want to talk a little bit about practically some of the things that you actually do in your business right and i call the section your common enemy right so every superhero has an arch nemesis so to speak right it's a thing that they consistently have to fight against in their world in the world of business, it takes on many forms, but generally speaking, we put in the context of your clients, right? So what's a, a mindset or a flaw that you're constantly having to fight to overcome with your clients so you can help them get better results in their relationships? Well, it's obviously commitment. It's, um, first of all, it's difficult for people to sign up for coaching because uh, it, they feel that it might take a lot of time it might take a pretty pretty high, pretty big investment so that makes it difficult to commit and when they are into the coaching relationship they feel like oh i'm already okay so i have a coach i'm working on on this or that area of my life and that's already good and then they might not commit fully to the goals that we set together so for example let's say I tell them to have a, a deep conversation with their partner every day and they do it just twice a week instead of doing it on seven days per week. And then they, they come back and they, and they tell me, okay, I did not do that over the last week. And I say, why were you not committed? And that's the problem. I would say that, yeah, commit, lack of commitment on- Yeah, that all commitment. So I have sort of a follow-up question on that. And this is just because uh, you, you're in one of the, I call it in uh, a soft space. And what I mean by that 
is that the result that you offer people is not financially trackable, right? Like, so we do a lot of stuff in the marketing space in our business where we can say, you know, if you put out X number of podcasts, you get X number of viewers. And when you see X number of viewers, X number of those turn into clients and you can, you can guesstimate ROIs, right? You can guesstimate a return on the investment and be like, Hey, you, you know, you're getting a two or three X return on your investment with us. We're essentially selling our time, you know, selling our money at a discount. When you're in a space like yours in a soft space where you're saying, hey, I'm gonna help you improve your relationships, um, that doesn't have a financial ROI. So it's more difficult to get that, uh, the, that commitment either to buy or to buy into what you're teaching them to do. So what are some of the, the tips and tricks you have for your own business and other people who are in soft markets, whether that's health coaching or relationship coaching or any of the things where there's not a financial ROI, how do you, how do you, uh, um, how do you get some of those commitments and actually do some of the sales work that goes that's involved with it? I think one of one of the best tips is to make sure that a client feels happier after the session. I mean, that might be often the main point of the session. Of course, the tips that, that I give, the the energy that I bring, the like the solutions that we find, those all are important. But in the end, if the client doesn't feel happy after the session, it means that this, this will probably not work for them. They are not getting the, the value out of it. So that would be my, my totally my best tip. And another more general tip is to actually work on specific goals, like improving a relationship or you know, forgetting about in a case of infidelity, stopping being jealous in a relationship, but doing it with, while keeping a very general goal in mind. So whatever we focus on with a client, just remember to make sure they're happy. Focus on helping them feel less stress and just be happy just be happier in life in general. Like it's, that's a general goal. So the first one is to make sure the client feels better after every session and help them feel less stressed out and happier in general. So my next question for you then has to do with like how, how you work in a space like relationships, right? So you talk about, hey, I wanna improve your relationships. How, how do you know with the clients, like how do you track that kind of thing? How do you know when their, their relationships are improved? Is it just a measure of happiness and stress or are there other things that you, you try to help the client measure in their life so they're looking at themselves and being like, yeah, my relationships are better today than when we started working together? Well, let's say I have a client right now, a woman, she's 46 and she, she's dating a guy who is 35 and she has this anxiety because of the age gap, she likes him a lot and she doesn't want to lose him. So she, she has this fear and anxiety and, and basically we're tracking this. So on, in our first session, I asked her where she was on a scale from one to 10 with this fear. And she said, oh, well, I'm at 10 now, maybe at nine or 10. Yeah. And as we work with her, we come back to that assessment and I ask her, so how's fear now? And she says, well, it's, now it's six out of 10. Now I feel way more confident about that. That's one way. Nice. So you're, you're actually looking at like specific feelings and things about the relationship and measuring them over time. 
Yeah, exactly. And but by the way, this doesn't work. You know, offering the scales and asking this kind of specific questions doesn't work specifically well with women because they prefer, you know, just talking about they prefer talking about emotions and they they're not that logical sometimes. So, I I would maybe recommend just you know talking about them and getting their feeling in a conversational way not by assessing mm. it like this mathematically <laughs> yeah yeah that makes sense so um but but you my my I guess my point in the question is just that you have specific areas that you're trying to work on and help them improve that feeling whether that's anxiety or stress or happiness where you're like hey we're here now you're here where they're actually you're measuring the the direct impact of those uh, of the relationship improvement yes yeah. So my next sort of question for you is what is what does it sort of look like for your clients afterwards, right? After you're done working with someone, what kind of impact does working on your relationships have in their lives, right? Does this actually does it improve all the areas of their lives, like you know, their work or their business or their, you know, just their romantic relationships? Like what what sort of the uh the, the promise, I guess, of improving your relationships? Why is it worth doing? First of all, I need to say that it's different for everyone because if someone gets a three, just like three coaching sessions with me and wants to work on a very, very specific problem, very specific problem, like um, not being able to hold conversations with a spouse because the spouse criticizes them too much, that's going to be a very different result. So this is a very, very, very specific area of their life, right? So it does improve their relationship and it does improve all other areas. Whereas if someone works with me for a long time and some, and some people, you know, work with me for many months and this creates a very, very serious effect in all areas of their life. Even if we work just on their relationship, because First of all, I also give them advice and um, I work with them to improve other areas as well. Because you, you, you can't actually just focus on, on the relationships. It's, well, it's, frankly, it's impossible. And the third thing is that by doing a lot of months of coaching, we can improve the relationship to a point when it really, the happiness that the, the client feels from that improvement, it really spills over into all other areas, including business. And they actually realize that the things that we worked on in the relationship, they can now go and apply in business. So for example, I, I usually help clients to learn how to be a better listener. Things like active listening, not interrupting, really appreciating what the person is telling you. This is all about unconditional love and unconditional love is, is one of the most important things that I teach. And then they can actually go and apply all those skills in their business. And now they're, they're talking to their colleagues better and everyone benefits, including the yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, and I know it's a, I, I know personally, you know, just, from in my own life, um, as I have worked on becoming better at having relationships with my wife and with my kids, it's made me a better boss, right? And with my employees, it's made me a better 
person to, you know, a, a fellow member of masterminds and stuff like that. So I can actually, you know, like particularly the act of listening, right. And actually, you know, when you're in a mastermind with other people who are, you know, are working on their things, being able to actually like listen and really hear what their problems are and how you can, uh, how you can help them. It's a, it's a really important skill. Um, and I've, I've always sort of believed that, you know, learning how to master relationships is sort of the key for everything else. It's one of those things that unlocks all of your other skills in life. Exactly. It's a foundational skill. Yeah. Yeah. Foundational skill. So next question for you is your driving force, right? So the flip side of your common enemy is commitment. Um, your driving force is, uh, is the thing that you fight for, right? So just like Spider-Man fights to save New York or Batman fights to save Gotham or Google fights to index and categorize all the world's information. I want to know what it is that you fight for, right? Your mission, so to speak. My mission is self-improvement for myself and, and my clients. I've been into self-improvement for more than 10 years and I'm such a big fan of it. You know, when I make a, even a small tweak in somewhere in my life, I'm so excited. And I realized that I, I could feel the same level of excitement when I help my clients do that. Maybe even more excitement. <laughs> yeah, it, something that really, really makes me feel fulfilled. Absolutely. So the the constant march of improvement, right? That what is that? The uh, um, have you read the uh, the slide edge, right? If you make a little bit of improvement every day, um, it snowballs over time. That's the uh, the concept. Yeah, it's a good concept. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just being, I, just uh, being your a better version of yourself than you were yesterday. Mm -hmm. I said. Um, I think. Increments. I think. I think one of the things that uh, has been really powerful to me about that concept and self-improvement is, uh, is looking at like, you know, you have like big goals, things that you want to get to, things that you want to do and realizing that like, I don't have to focus on like everything at once, right? I can just focus on one small thing, something that's easy to do today, right? So like for, you know, an for, just as an example, um, one of the things that I wanted to do in my business was this podcast. Right. And I, and I was looking at it like, I want to get to a point you know, where we have thousands of listeners and hundreds of episodes and all sorts of things going. When we first started, like, that's a huge goal. And, and I always think like, we don't have our production stuff together. I don't have lights and I don't have good microphones and I don't have like any of this stuff. How am I ever going to get to that point? And I realized, you know, I just need to do, just do one interview a week, right? Let's just get an interview done. And, um, and, you know, now we're a couple of years in and we have, hundreds of listeners and hundreds of episodes and we've got cool production level stuff we got all sorts of going right so it's like you take small steps every day um and eventually you can grow yourself into where you want to be whether that's with business or projects or relationships exactly exactly that's the best way to approach any changing anything in your life and what i see my clients and other people fail with is is that they overcommit quickly they set a big goal and then they, they do it for a few days. It seems to work, but then they lose motivation because it seems like really so far to achieve and without. Yeah. Any yeah. That's like, like, yeah, it's like your discussion of the commitment of having a conversation every day, right? Like it's one, just one small thing, you know, at the end of every day conversation with your significant other um, and you just do that every day. Right. And it's, it's one of those things that builds um, and it creates a, you know, a snowball effect in your life. Yes, exactly, exactly. I, I, I've been just, you know, just an hour ago, I was talking to a client and 
like we were yeah thinking about how he could improve his relationship with his wife and we we came with just two very simple things to begin with two very small steps and the first one is to come home earlier and the second one is just pour wine a glass of wine to his wife every week uh, every evening because she loves that and he never does that because she comes home late <laughs> nice yeah that's a, it's a nice small commitment right um that you can make like you know i do one of the one of the things i do with my wife all the time is every time i see her um she washes the dishes in in our house and um she hates washing the dishes and so every time i see her doing it i always go up behind her and give her a hug and a kiss on the neck and say hey thank you for doing that right and it's just it's a small thing but I know she doesn't like doing it, but I know she does it for our family. So I always go and make sure that I appreciate her for it. Um, and it makes a, makes a big difference. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> well, thank you. Relationship coach, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe eventually one of these days uh, we'll get into doing something like that. I'll, you know, at least with my kids, I'll help them, uh, you know, learn how to have oh, yeah. relationships. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, I want to uh, flip and talk a little bit about some of the practical things that you do in your business, right? I call this portion of the show the hero's tool belt, right? So just like every superhero has a tool belt with awesome gadgets like batarangs or web slingers, talk about one or two tools that you use in your business that you couldn't live without, right? It could be anything from your notepad to your calendar, to your marketing tools, to something that you use to actually deliver your services, anything that you think is essential to getting the job done. What are the top one or two favorite tools you use in your business every day to sort of make it go around? Well, my favorite tool is YouTube, actually, because I, first of all, I love releasing new videos and I love helping and, you know, touching people's hearts through my videos. And that, that's, that's my hope with every video that I release. And I, I've been getting clients through YouTube. So this is, this has worked for me. And I do believe that in, in a domain like mine, coaching, it's very important to put yourself out there so that people see you, they can feel your vibe and whether they can actually resonate with your vibe. And then they can decide whether it, you are a kind of a coach that, you know, they could work with. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So when so, it comes to your YouTube channel, how, like, just tell us a little bit about it. Like what kind of content do you put out, out there? Like how often do you do it? Um, and how do you actually direct people into your business from your YouTube stuff for, you know, some of our listeners who might be interested in getting started doing that kind of, that kind of marketing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, first of all, now I release videos about one times per month. I started with one video per week, but they were not getting too many views. So I, I decided to scale down and focus on quality instead of quantity and and I felt that there there's been yeah that was that was a good move because there are so many videos on YouTube and I think by just by doing a lot of videos it's, it's very hard to stand out very very average videos um, what I do is that I always include a, a call to action in the end of every video so I, I tell people to learn more about my coaching and actually approach me with coaching. And that's what they do. I also include a, a link to a free checklist on my YouTube page. And some people come through that link. Nice. So you're putting out high quality content once a month 
that drives into either your checklist or other things. And that's uh, been really driving uh, sales for you or driving like more relationships uh, for you. So my, I guess sort of to follow on to that, um, when you say high quality content, are you talking like high production value or you've got like a film crew following you around? Are you talking about just high quality content that's teaching specific things? What kind of quality are you talking about? Yeah, I'm talking about teaching very, very specific things, um, making it more visually appealing, the video itself, by editing it, by adding graphics, making it funnier so that people can, you know, remember it better, and just making it uh, better, better overall, better overall so that people can, so to make it, to make it easier for, for the viewers to actually understand what I want them to understand. Yeah, yeah, it reminds me of uh, something that Tony Robbins said when he talked about uh, teaching um, videos and stuff, is you have to have the three E's, which is empower, educate, and entertain, right? You have to have all three of them if you want people to actually pay attention. You have to empower them to do something, you have to educate them, and you have to entertain them at the same time. Yeah, yeah, three E's, yeah. Good approach. Yeah, yeah, so I didn't come up with that. I just stole it from Tony Robbins. So my next <laughs> question for you is about your own. Speaking of heroic tools, I want to take a few minutes to tell you about a tool we built that powers the Hero Show and is now this show's primary sponsor. Hey there, fellow podcaster. Having a weekly audio and video show on all the major online networks that builds your brand, creates fame, and drives sales for your business doesn't have to be hard. I know it feels that way because you've tried managing your show internally and realize how resource intensive it can be. You felt the pain of pouring eight to 10 hours of work into just getting one hour of content published and promoted all over the place. You see the drain on your resources, but you do it anyways because you know how powerful it is. Heck, you've probably even tried some of those automated solutions and ended up with stuff that makes your brand look cheesy and cheap. That's not helping grow your business. Don't give up though. The struggle ends now. Introducing Push Button Podcasts, a done-for-you service that will help you get your show out every single week without you lifting a finger after you've pushed that stop record button. We handle everything else, uploading, editing, transcribing, writing, research, graphics, publication, and promotion, all done by real humans who know, understand, and care about your brand almost as much as you do. Empowered by our own proprietary technology, our team will let you get back to doing what you love while we handle the rest. Check us out at pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero for 10% off the lifetime of your service with us and see the power of having an audio and video podcast growing and driving micro-celebrity status and business in your niche without you having to lift more than a finger to push that stop record button. Again, that's pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero. See you there. You're listening to The Hero Show, unlocking the power of influence and success. Yeah, yeah, so I didn't come up with that. I just stole it from Tony Robbins. So my next <laughs> question for you is about your own heroes. Um, so every hero has their mentor, right? So Frodo had Gandalf, Luke had Obi-Wan, Robert Kiyosaki had his rich dad. Spider-Man had his Uncle Ben, right? Who were some of your heroes? Were they real-life mentors? Were they speakers, authors, maybe peers who were a couple years ahead of you? And how important were they to what you've accomplished so far in building your relationship coaching business? Well, that's definitely has been Tony Robbins because he was one of the first motivational speakers that I, I started to listen to and relate to back in like 10 years ago. So he was the one who started me on this journey. And I, yeah, I'm, I actually, uh, I completed his program his coaching program 
Yeah, yeah, he's got uh, he's got some good programs. Um, I know what is it like unleash the power within. I haven't been through that, but I, everyone I, I've heard who's gone through it, it's uh, it's changed their lives. So, yeah, it, it's a good program. I took the, the the life coaching program, which which is called Core One Hundred, and it's for for people who want to become coaches. So it's all it's it's different from you know unleash the power within or date with destiny. But yeah, that's how I became a coach. I, I got the tools many tools that I use now in my practice. That's cool. So um, I want to talk a little bit about your guiding principles, right? So one of the things that makes heroes heroic is that they live by a code. So for instance, Batman never kills his enemies. He brings them to Arkham Asylum. So as we wrap up the interview, talk about top one or two principles that you use regularly in your life, maybe something that you wish you had known when you had started out on your own hero's journey. Yeah. The, the probably the biggest principle that I've been I've been wrapping my head around recently is authenticity. I want to be more authentic in everything I do, including my marketing, including my my coaching practice, include and just talking to other people, and including my family, my friends, and just strangers. I realize that by by suppressing what I am when I talk to people by, you know, putting out this facade, I, I'm not relatable. I'm not genuine. I, I make it difficult for people to relate to me. And I always feel that when I do that, when I, for example, tell a quick lie to a person, I realize that, you know, I'm suppressing something in myself. Whereas when I tell the truth and I'm authentic, I, I'm not hiding myself. I feel so much better because actually I believe that this is when the unconditional love that I have is, it's when it, you know, it really gets out. I'm able to share it by being authentic. That's been the biggest realization of like this year, let's say. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm sort of going through something similar in my life um, and just, you know, not that I haven't been authentic, you know, over the course of my last couple of years, but just the idea that like, I can, you know, you can take who you are and really, you know, turn it up to 11, so to speak, and share that with the world. Because when you, um, when you are like all the way authentic, right? When you, like I said, when you turn, turn, turn yourself up to 11, people can really connect with you. They can see you. Um, and especially when we're doing, you know, like, you know, where we are here, where we have such a, you know, disconnected connections, right? So everything from watching pe what people watching you on YouTube to, you know, doing virtual communications on Zoom and things like that, our whole life and if people are interacting with, with each other over social media, um, in order to have the same level of connection that you might have in person, you sort of have, you have to, you have to turn that authenticity up a bit, right? You have to, you know, like almost like you're performing on stage, right? You have the people in the back have to be able to see your emotions and see who you are. Um, so yeah. it's almost like you have to be extra authentic. <laughs> Maybe that's an interesting perspective. Yeah, that's just sort of like a thought that's been going on my on in my head. I don't know uh, um, where that goes, but anyways. It's basically a wrap on our interview, but um, as I finish up, I finish up every interview with something I call the Hero Challenge, um, and we did this at the uh, um, at the end, basically to help us access new stories that we might not find on our own. So the question's pretty simple: Do you have someone in your life or in your network that you think has a cool entrepreneurial story 
Who are they? First names are fine. And why should they come share their story on our show? Hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I, I have a, actually I know a coach whose name is AJ Mirzad. And uh, yeah, he has a fantastic story to tell about like he burned, his house was burned one day and he didn't have money and how he pulled himself out of that. And now he is, yeah, he's a very successful coach and an online entrepreneur. Awesome. Well, we'll see if we can reach out later and connect about getting AJ on the show. Yeah. Um, thank you for that. And, you know, so off writing comic books, there's always the crowd who said, you know, who claps for their acts of heroism and cheers and thanks them for their work. So as we sort of close up this interview, what I want to do in that, in lieu of the clapping and thank you here, is just to find out where can people find you, right? If they want to reach out to you, if they want to watch your YouTube videos and learn a little bit about um, improving their relationships, to reach out to you as a coach, where can they find you? And I guess the next question, and probably the more important one, is who are the right types of people to say, hey, you know what, Ramon, I would really like to hear from you. Um, I really like your help. Who are the, like, the right types of people to reach out and say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pl- please go to my website, which is romanmirinov.com, spelled as R-O-M-A-N-M-I-R-O-N-O-V.com, and hit the contact button and sign up for a no-fee relationship breakthrough session with me. It's totally free, and we'll go from there. And remember to... Tell me that you're coming off the hero show so that I, I will give you a 30% discount of any coaching package that you get. And this, yeah, to answer your second question, the best, my, my, my best clients are people who struggle with their relationships in any way. That includes infidelity, finding the love of their life, saving the marriage, like things like porn addiction. And the second part is what makes you a great client is your commitment. It's very important because as a coach, I will do my best to, you know, to hold you accountable, to help you set goals, to give you practical tips that are specific to your situation. So I will do what I can. But if you're not committed to our work together, this won't work. Absolutely. So um, if you're in that space and you're looking to improve your relationships, definitely take the time to check out uh, Ramon. So we'll put the link to his website in the description below um, for on, you know, on our website so you can check that out in the show notes. And Ramon, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Really appreciate it. Do you have any final words of wisdom before we hit this uh, stop record button and, and end the episode? Yeah, I would, I would recommend you to think of your relationship as your business or your work. You spend a lot of time there, right? You might spend at least eight hours on a weekday. And you know that if you don't do that, it's very likely that you will deteriorate and you, you, you will probably lose it. And the same thing with the relationships. You need to work on your relationships. Somehow with, we believe that we know how to be a good partner in, in a relationship by default, but that's not true. You need to learn about relationships and you need to practice what you learn. I completely agree. Again, thank you so much, Ron, for coming on the show today. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Richard. It's a pleasure. Thank you.